everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here. Jenny's here. Hey. <laughs> we are reading Genesis 22 to 24. Um, probably it's some pretty familiar stories, I would think. This is the story of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Attempting. And Jenny has some issues. You always start that way. <laughs> I don't have issues. I just think for me, I was saying earlier that it would be very, very hard, if not impossible, if I felt like God was saying, yeah, go ahead and just take one of your kids up there, slaughter them. You're <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Plan or no plan. It's funny. The, the commentary, uh, so we're like, we're, we're reading out of an ESV study Bible. So there's like notes at the bottom and I, I. I can't pick out where the note was, but there was a note basically that says essentially like most likely God is not doing this to people. (laughs) So like, if you think the Lord told you to sacrifice your children, you're wrong. (laughs) Probably. Um, So there's a lot that you can lose in being familiar with stories. One of the things we can easily lose is like, oh yeah, Abraham took his wife or took his... (laughs) 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 he may have wanted to do that to his wife several times um abraham took his son up on the mountain and was gonna sacrifice him uh his son is not little he's not a baby so he didn't like carry him in one arm like isaac aware also was very aware of something weird uh he very willingly goes up he very willingly would have had to lay on the yeah do you think like (laughs) it just makes me feel like did he not totally grasp the situation i actually think that there's a really good chance that he's incredibly faithful like that is the historical interpretation of this is that um, of both of them we see like we're introduced to abraham standing out in a field and god is like i want you to go to this place you've never seen so that i can bless you in incredible ways that you'll never be able to count the generations that come from you and abraham says yeah okay and like there's there's this powerful verse in Genesis that says Abram believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Like a key part of Abraham is that he continues to believe God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just like today when we when we believe God we're justified before God. Um, so it seems to be that God shows up to Abraham and says, "Hey, I want to sacrifice your son," and Abraham says, "Okay." Well, and for me, like I, I was just telling Ryan, I feel like I have a hard time having that respect for Abraham, he just kind of seems like his decisions would not reflect my own. But as we see in chapter 23, after Sarah dies, um, they're looking for a place to bury her. And it's not hard because these people, the Hittite people were just like, you know what? We respect you. Find whatever place you need for her. Like our best spots, it's yours. Like mm-hmm. count it as yours. So he is well respected and well known. Um, I would assume for his character and um, those types of things. But yeah, he's faithful to God, and God is looking out for him and like protecting him and prospering him mm-hmm. and leading him. Um. There is an interesting thing here in that when he goes, like, I guess he literally is, like, raising the knife to kill Isaac. 
and they see this ram in the thicket. Like a ram in the thicket is kind of a Christianese term that you may have heard. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is the first instance of substitutionary atonement, uh, which is kind of interesting. Like we believe, we believe that we owe a debt to God. Like our sin requires our death. Um, we do not need to die that death because Jesus has died the death that we deserve. And so just like, just like um, God provided a ram in the thicket that took the place of Isaac, mm-hmm. God has provided his own son, Jesus, to take our place, and we, we worship him because of that. So Interesting. like God looked at that ram and accepted that sacrifice. God looks mm-hmm. at Jesus and accepts that sacrifice. Well, and over and over again, it was saying, like, I will provide... Mm-hmm. The Lord saying, "I yeah. will provide." I'll provide the sacrifice. The sacrifice that you need, or the lamb, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, then we kind of move into chapter twenty-four, where Isaac <laughs> finds his wife, and we know it's just a lot of repetition. This is like Canaanite Mesopotamian uh, reality TV. <laughs> and then he said, to this "It person, is funny because you'll notice." Um, I don't think we say this enough. Like, stick around, listen to God's word, not ours. Uh, read it for yourself if you want, but make sure you look into this text. But one of the things you'll see in the text is Genesis 24 is basically like recounting the same st- story several, several to times. To different people. And essentially the story the is um, Abraham needs a wife for Isaac. He does not want an, a wife from the Canaanite people. He wants mm-hmm. a wife from his kin. And so he sends this servant back and the servant on the way is like, hey, Lord, I believe you're going to provide for me. And you must hear these words. Yeah, this is this is what I would like Give to see Give me a happen. drink mm-hmm. and also make sure my camels have a drink as well. And God honors that prayer. God answers that prayer. Uh, you can see that the servant is like faithful to God. Like he, d- he doesn't say, uh, let's mm-hmm. try that one more time. He's. I have a question about that. Yeah. Why Why was there a need for the servant to go... Like, why didn't Isaac just go? I, I don't know, but he is... like significant in the servant. really against Isaac going. Hmm. Because he... Abraham says clearly, like, Isaac must not go. Isaac must not go. So I think when I was reading it just today, reading it, I, I got the feeling that Abraham understands that they are supposed to be in this area. Like, they are supposed to take possession of Canaan. He doesn't want Isaac to return to, like, where he came from because he doesn't want Isaac to end up staying there. And so it's a very much. Oh, like a and go even and the family does say at one point, like, let her stay. Let her stay here for a little while. And she decides on her own. Nah, that's okay. Yeah. And, and keep in mind that this, this, the original audience of this story uh, was the Israelites escaping Egypt, then taking over the promised land mm-hmm. of Canaan. Uh, so it would have been an important concept for them as well. Like, We are here. This is the land that has been promised to us. We are going to be faithful to that command. We are going to take possession of this land. Uh, In fact, in Genesis 23, uh, we've been hearing over and over and over again about how Abraham is going to take possession of this land. Uh, In Genesis 23, where Abraham buys a plot of land for his wife, Sarah, to be buried, that Mm. is the first time that we see Abraham taking possession of some piece of the land. I didn't even think about that, actually. So, So this servant... Finds Rebecca. Rebecca seems to be something. I was saying earlier, every Rebecca I have ever known, like they are, like they very much know what they want. They're not messing around, <laughs> and they get the job done. Like 
No questions asked. It's kind of cool. She must have been servant-minded. Like, she came out to get water for herself. She didn't need to do anything for anybody. She offers. So there's there's some level of service here. Um, She also is, like, very driven to go where God is calling her to go. Like, her her actual family is like, hey, just stay a little bit longer. Like, why don't you be here for 10 days? She's like, nope, I want to go. Yep. Also... When she meets Isaac, it's kind of neat. Isaac is apparently going out to meditate. That's what the ESV says. Yeah. Um, I think he's like going out for his personal devotional time with God. And I guess like over the hill comes Rebecca and you get like this kind of cool, like Isaac meets Rebecca. They see each other for the first time. And she feels the need to like go back and she says like, oh, that's him. I need to like cover my... I, what did she say? She needed to cover her face or she needed to... Yeah, she put a veil over yeah, herself. Yeah, yeah. She was, like, preparing herself to, like, meet him. Like, this is a real deal. Yeah. Because I don't know if you can hear, but our dog really wants to come in here. So, if there, there you go. There was, a, there was a good, clear yelping right there. So, uh, what does this mean for us? Uh, we were talking earlier that just, like, prayer and faithfulness have a place in... Any situation, like crazy situation, like Abraham offering up his son, mm-hmm. um, or even finding like Rebecca yeah. for Isaac. I'm a I'm a youth pastor. I actually was teaching at a youth group tonight, and we were looking at Luke 11, which is like the Lord's Prayer, uh, and then after the Lord's Prayer, like Jesus talks about how God enjoys giving us good things. Mm-hmm. Like He says, like, "Hey, what a father." give his son a a scorpion when he wants an egg or a snake when he wants bread. Um, I think that like God hasn't changed. That is like a really powerful thing that I love about reading the whole Bible. God hasn't changed. So God enjoys giving his people what they need. Mm -hmm. And so Isaac does need a wife. Uh, This servant understands that this servant prays to God like, Hey God, make it super clear. We see God make it super clear. We see that everybody believed that God was at work. Like, like this servant does not question God's provision. This servant does not say, and actually we'll see some people do this in the future. The servant does not say like, okay, God, one more time. Just show me one more time. Um, and we, I mean, we've seen God be faithful in that, but it's cool that this servant is like, okay, like God heard me, mm-hmm. God answered me, and God hasn't changed. So God hears you. God will answer you. Uh, Luke 11 talks about we've got to be persistent, um, but God gives us the good things that we need. And I also think something to add to that is like when there is something that you are like even requesting from God, like knowing that his answer is like the ultimate, like the ultimate say, Yeah. but praying in faith for things that you desire or um, like your heart feels burdened or heavy about, um, just praying in faith, knowing that like the Lord ultimately has control, but... Like, not praying. Like, don't waver. Yeah. Like, like questioning it. Just like, hey, God, this is what I really am pursuing, and I want your hand in it. I want mm-hmm. um, your say in this. God loves you. Mm-hmm. cares about you. He likes to give you good things because he's a good father. Right. And so when we, when we worship him, when we celebrate him, like, we, hallowed be thy name. That's in the Lord's Prayer. When we mm-hmm. recognize his authority, uh, and then we desire his will... Like, he enjoys giving us the things that we need that are a part of his will. Mm -hmm. And we see that play out here in Genesis 24. Uh, And I believe we see that play out in 
all of our lives Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Be persistent, be bold, trust that God is hearing you and look for him to answer. We'll see you tomorrow. Genesis 22. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains on which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they went, both of them, together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father! And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but there is no lamb for a burnt offering. Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. When they came to the place of which God had told them, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took out the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram, caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of this place, The Lord Will Provide, as it is said to this day, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son. I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies, and in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba. And Abraham lived at Beersheba. Now after these things, it was told to Abraham, Behold, Milcah also has borne children to your brother, Nahor, Uz his firstborn, Buzz his brother, Kumel, the father of Aram, Chesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethul. Bethel fathered Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. Moreover, this concubine, whose name was Ruma, bore Teba, Geham, Tehash, and Makkah. Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And Sarah died at Kirath Arab, which that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, 
And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. And Abraham rose up from before his dead and said to the Hittites, I am a sojourner and foreigner among you. Give me property among you for a burying place, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The Hittites answered Abraham, Hear us, my lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will withhold from you his tomb to hinder you from burying your dead. Abraham rose and bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land. And he said to them, If you are willing that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and entreat me, Ephron, for the son of Zophar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. It is at the end of this field. For the full price, let him, ha- let him give it to me in your presence as property for a burying place. Now Ephron was sitting among the Hittites, and Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the Hittites, of all who went in at the gate of his city. No, my lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that is in it. In the sight of the sons of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land. And he said to Ephron, in the hearing of his people and of the land, But if you will hear me, I give the price of the field. Accept it from me, that I may bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My lord, listen to me. A piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver What is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out for Ephron the silver that he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron in Mechpelah, which is to the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it, and all the trees that were in the field throughout its whole area, was made over to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites before all who went in at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, east of Mamre, that is, Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it were made over to Abraham as property for the burying place by the Hittites. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in his years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh, that I might make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but will go to my country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, and he shall take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, Then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. 
Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by a spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels, let her be the one whom you have appointed to your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand to give him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water. And she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prospered his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of both straw and fodder and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in the way to the house of my master's kinsmen. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebekah had a brother whose name was Laban. Laban ran out toward the man to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm and heard the words of Rebekah his sister, thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord, why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man came to the house and unharnessed the camels, and gave straw and fodder to the camels, and there was water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Then food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I said what I have to say. He said, Speak on. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become great. He has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when he was old. And my master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps a woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord, before whom I have walked, will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from the clan and from my father's house. Then you will be free from your oath when you come to my clan. And if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. 
I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way that I go, behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will also say to me, Drink, and I will draw water for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I finish speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels a drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels drink also. Then I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her arms. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's kinsman for his son. Now then, if you're going to show steadfast love and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go. Let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard the words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and her mother costly ornaments. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. When they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. So they sent away Rebekah their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands, and may your offspring possess the gate of those who hate him. Then Rebekah and her young woman arose and rode out on camels and followed the man. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer Lahai Roy and was dwelling in the Negev. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah his mother and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.